0: Hello, and welcome to An Encouraged Heart. Thank you again for joining me for Bible study. We are currently studying being a disciple, counting the real cost. If you you have not had a chance to purchase the Bible study, please go online to Precept Ministries International. Today we will read scriptures from John chapter 16. Um, As always, let's begin with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you will continue to speak to our hearts as we open up your Word today. I pray that your Spirit will help us to um, have understanding and help us to apply your Word, um, continue to transform our hearts, Lord, in Jesus' name, Amen. Um, If you have the workbook, um, please turn to page 51. If not, please um, turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 16. We're looking today at verses 7 through 14. Okay? Um, So, again, those of you who have the workbook, um, it says here to mark the passage um, in the following way. We're going to look for the word helper and spirit. We're going to mark every reference to these two words, including pronouns and synonyms. We're going to also um, mark every reference to the word world, W-O-R-L-D, world, including any pronouns. We're going to mark the word world with a circle, okay? And let's get started. John 16, verse 7. But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. So please mark helper. Again, we're marking helper and spirit um, with a capital H as we did in the last episode. Let's continue. But if I go, I will send him to you. So again, we're marking helper. the pronoun him, okay, as, as it pertains to helper. Verse 8 and he, mark he, when he comes, mark he again, will convict the world, circle world, concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Next verse concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. So you would um, circle they, referring to the world. Verse 10, and concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you no longer see me. Verse 11, and concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world, circle world, has been judged. Okay, I'm turning over to page 52, verse 12, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Verse 13, but when he, so mark he. The spirit of truth, mark spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. So, mark he again, for he will not speak on his own initiative. So, you would mark um, he and his, but whatever he hears, mark he once more, he will speak, mark he again, and he will disclose to you what is to come. And, of course, mark he. What that last time as well. Okay, the last verse, verse 14. He will glorify me, so mark he, for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. So mark he that last time. Okay, in verse 14. And as always, I will reread the entire passage. So again, if I missed any markings or you have, um, go ahead and do those now. Again, we're reading... John sixteen seven through 14. But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. And concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you no longer see me. And concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears He will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. Okay, so there's quite a bit there that we're going to discuss. And we have a number of questions and comments that I'll be reading through as we look at this passage again. So beginning with the first question, it is, What do you learn from marking the references to the Spirit, the Helper? The Helper will come when Jesus goes away. Jesus says that it will be to their advantage, meaning the disciples, that he goes away. Uh, Moving on to number two, question two, who sends the Helper? Jesus will send the Helper. Verse, excuse me, question three. What has to happen to Jesus before the helper can be sent? Um, It says here, of course, um, in verse 7, that um, when Jesus goes away, um, that is, he's going to return, of course, to his father in heaven, then he will send the helper. Okay, moving on to the next question. Will the helper come to the world or to the disciples? Well, here, um, the helper is going to come to the world. um, But at the same time, we know that um, the helper will also come to the disciples. But, of course, for different purposes, which we'll look at in just a minute. Okay. The next question, what will he do through the disciples in the text? Um it says number the three things he will convict the world of through the disciples. So I'm gonna go to verse seven. Um actually I'm sorry, verse eight, and it says here, and he meaning the the helper when he comes will number one convict the world. Okay. Um convict the world of um concerning sin. The first thing, um, convict the world. Um, Concerning righteousness, the second and the third judgment. Okay. Moving on to the next question on page 52. What else will the helper do? Um, Well, if you look at verses 12, 13, and 14, it speaks of the helper um, as well. Um, Specifically... If you look at, um, verse 13, it says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come. Okay. And also it says he will glorify me for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. Okay. So, um, I believe that does answer, um, that question, um, what the helper will do. Okay. Um, question seven, according to verse nine, why does the spirit convict the world of sin? The helper, um, if you look at verse nine, let's go there. It says, um, concerning sin because they, meaning the world, do not believe in Christ. They do not believe in Jesus Christ. Okay, so um, let's move on to the next question. Um, what did you learn from verse 10 about the helpers convicting the world concerning righteousness? Okay, and that's question number eight. And it says here, looking back at 10, it says concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and and you no longer see me. Um, so we know when he goes, when Jesus Christ goes back to the Father, um, of course, he will send the Holy Spirit. And um, so I believe that is going to be um, the presence of the Holy Spirit that is, of course, doing the convicting in the, the lives of, of men. Okay, uh, moving on to the next question. So that would be question number nine. It says, how can the world be convicted of righteousness if Jesus is gone? Is it not through the world seeing his righteousness in us that we don't live the same way others live and continue with sin? So again, um, here looking, uh, referring back to that verse, um, I, I again believe it is by the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives and living in obedience to the Word of God, um, that is going to bring um, the conviction, okay? And the next um, point that i like to share with you, this is a note that's um, on page 52. It says, think about this. The world can't see Jesus, but he is not here, because he is not here. But he lives in you, and therefore you don't live as you lived before you became his follower. You don't live the way the rest of the world lives. Now you live righteously. You live according to God's standards. Therefore, the world is convicted of righteousness by the Holy Spirit in you because they see that it is possible for a man or woman to live life on a higher plane. So again, as a believer, um, what we're able to do is not because of our own Righteousness. It is because of um, the Lord's righteousness and um, his spirit dwells in us and his spirit enables us to bear fruit. Okay, moving on to the next question. Um, it says here, is the world in general being convicted of righteousness by the church in general? What does this tell you about the state of those who profess to be Christians. Well, our lives should, of course, bring conviction to the world as we strive to walk in obedience to Christ. Also, um, we know from a previous episode that Jesus told his disciples that the world will know that we are his disciples if we have love one for another. And that was found in John chapter 13, verse 35. So again, um, our lives certainly can bring conviction, but it's because of the working of the Holy Spirit in each one of us. We certainly can't bring conviction based on what we do ourselves. It is the working of the Lord's Spirit through us and in us. Okay, Um, moving on to the next question, what did you learn in verse 11 about the world's being convicted of judgment through the helper in us. So going back to verse 11, it clearly says here, and concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. Okay. Um, The next point I like to read, it says, think about this. When you became a child of God, a true believer, you moved from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. You are no longer under the the dominion of Satan because God has become your father. Therefore, Satan has been judged. The ruler of this world has been judged and no longer has any power over you. Your sins have been forgiven. Therefore, Satan's power is broken. You are seated at the right hand of God above all power, authority, dominion, and every name that is named in heaven and earth amen um the last question it says how can we as followers of jesus christ live so the world is convicted by the spirit within us of sin righteousness and judgment and they also point out to give some practical ways okay um well, I think what we're saying here is um, you know, we are to um walk the walk we talk. uh, many times we do quote scriptures as Christians, but I think the world needs to see uh, the demonstration of the Lord's spirit working through us. Um Now, we'd certainly um, bear fruit. And I think that um, when the Bible talks about that, of course, we know we're talking about here spiritual fruit. And those who have time, you may want to um, go to Galatians chapter five, which talks about, um, of course, spiritual fruit, fruit of the spirit. And you can certainly read that um, yourself, um, time permitting. And you can look specifically at um, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Um, But again, we cannot do anything apart from the Lord's Spirit working through us. Again, if we are to bear fruit, um, some of the fruit mentioned in those two scriptures um, is love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, um, Of course, none of that can happen without um, the the working of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God transforming us, but as far as practical ways, um, you know we 're all experiencing um, the covid nineteen pandemic no no matter where you 're listening. Um, So again, we can certainly pray for others. Um, That's very practical. We can serve our neighbors, um, for example, showing kindness to them, showing um, mercy to them, grace to them, Um, specifically as far as kindness, you know, help with groceries, help with um, anything, picking up medicine, anything that um, your neighbors need. Sometimes we don't know what to do. We can simply ask someone, how can I help you? Okay. So, uh, with that being said, um, I think this would be a good um, conclusion for today's study. And as always, I encourage you to go back and reread today's passage. Again, we looked at John chapter 16, verses 7 through 14. Also, please share my podcast with a friend. You can find An Encouraged Heart on a variety of social media platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Take care, and I look forward to you joining me next time. God bless.